This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Aloha, y'all. This is Daniel Eisenman, the host of the Breaking Normal podcast, where my guests are all invited based on the frequency of synchronicity, all done in person, and all trailblazers and the breaking of all things normal. All right, y'all. Get ready for this podcast. This is like a local friend here in Colorado who's definitely not only tiptoed, but dove headfirst into the Breaking Normal lifestyle. Her name is Jennifer Gibson, and uh, this is the official intro to the podcast. We've already recorded the full interview, but there seemed like there was a few things left unsaid, so we wanted to say them now. One being that um, we talked about the tribe vitamins Jennifer's been on, but she was also highly intrigued by the Perium. And, and the fact of the matter is, like out of the whole wide world spectrum of dietary supplements, I really do believe tribe vitamins Imperium offers some of the best products. So Jennifer's going to be jumping in with, uh, it sounds like potentially with Bruno and a few other friends that have been involved with Perium to get her ultimate lifestyle transformation in. And that reminded me, if anyone that else wants to join, hit me up, Daniel at BreakingNormal.com. You can use the code ishop.com slash Perium. Well, my bad. ishopperium.com slash BreakingNormal. We'll put these uh, notes these in the show notes, the links in the show notes. But the cherry juice, the biomedic, the one that detoxify, detoxifies glyphosate from the lower gut, and the can't beat this, holy moly, three of my favorite products, and especially the tri-vitamins. And um, I know I just wanted to make sure I opened up the window for Jennifer to make sure she got to express some of the things that may sh she may have left unsaid um, that feel relevant right now because the interview is super, I think it's super relevant for what our culture is going through right now, this crazy transition. And I know one of the ways uh, Jennifer has been dealing with it is by breaking normal. And I know you've been in the creek quite a bit with us lately, drinking. So, I mean, if y'all have read the top 10 hacks for breaking normal in the appendix of the book, I talk about like waking up without an alarm clock. Make sure you're making sure you can drink the best water you get your hands on. And I know, Jennifer, you've been harvesting spring water. I talk about polar plunging. I know you've been doing that. Um, so those are some things that I, if you want to talk about any of that or yeah. anything else um, before we introduce them to the full interview, I'd love to say an intro hello from you. Well, thank you, Daniel. And um, yeah, something that I wanted to share was um, after my first polar plunge experience or just jumping in the river um, was when I came back home and already something was brewing and how I like had this experience where I felt like a near death experience and how it um, really brought me to this, like just brought me forward to like a more present place. And um, I was just really vividly seeing like the patterns and the things that um, may have been like suppressed in my life or that I wasn't looking at, like they just kind of came forward. And um, I was like, all right, I need to deal with these inner things and inner fears. And um, it just made me really want to connect more with people and also show myself to people and just bring that um, love and you are also such an inspiration for that because, of course, like your breaking normal message and how you go about your life. And I think a lot of people feel that. But 
Um, sometimes we get stuck in a place where we're comfortable and we don't, um, you know, address the, the deeper things. We kind of just like got used to brushing that aside instead of saying like, okay, why isn't my life looking or feeling the way I really desire for it to look and feel? And, um, you know, I just realized like I'm 30 and, um, you know, it's like, if not now, when, you know, will you fully be living and expressing those deeper heart calls? So that's what this experience has, has done for me and, um, which I'm so blessed. And, um, but I think it's also coming to a place where like you really desire that and you start to manifest it in your life. So, yeah, it's, it's inspiring me to somehow make sure that people are not just reading breaking normal because what it sounds like is that you're connecting to this like to the source or whatever the spring is within you by breaking normal and i i intentionally put those practices in there i i and and now i'm like suspicious of how many people just read about that and didn't do it because i can only say so much about what i what i think are the top experiences of life thus far and not to say that i'm an, an expert more than you are or anyone else listening, but I have made a, a very intentional, like deep dive into what lights me up the most that seems to carry over to other people. And I intentionally embedded that in the message of Breaking Normal. And things have happened since that book, like Tribe, Vitamins, and Purium. But all of these um, things I'm addressing, I, I, I trust people are not just listening not just silence, like audience bystanders, because this is not at all with any of my guests or whatever, whatever I'm saying is not at all about like a sage on the stage, but more of in reality, uh, aiming to be a tribe designer and gathering around the light or the source or the spring and addressing what we're most afraid of um, so that we can be less afraid of it. Uh, together as a tribe, as a community. And I do think that, yeah, like the daily polar plunging and the breath work, which you can, uh, Jennifer has been doing the breath work as well. And I think you're, some of your, I, I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast or not, but I think your mom has. And you go to breakingnormal.com, the university section, and do that. And this is nothing, I, I don't think this is going to be like an outside, inside, mes- an outside in message. What I'm doing are exercises that get you in tune with the inside out message. And uh, yeah, the breath work, the polar plunging. The spring water, the sunshine, the deep sleeping, these are all things that I think are so obviously important. And uh, I think you've been doing a lot of them and reaping the rewards of them. So it's cool to be in your presence while I get to witness that that lighting up. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I really feel like that. I feel like I'm like a plant and I'm like out there in the, yeah, just soaking in the sun and the water and the the human connection and like, you know, it's just even cool meeting people out there in the water and you meet really interesting people that also feel like those very life-giving effects and that appreciation. And it is, it, it is even like a tribal bonding connecting type experience. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing in their lives and they're longing for and, um, you know, I feel like it's what it means to be human, to just fully be submerged and part of like all of what life is and um, being connected, yeah, in nature, in the natural world and 
you know, we're made of all the stuff. And so it just makes sense that we are engaged in all the stuff, you know, and not um, like feeling like we're separate. And um, yeah, so that's what I just really love and appreciate. And um, yeah, it's just bringing me to just such a greater awareness. And, um, and I love inspiring other people. So like when I feel like I, like people see me, like I can feel they're like, I wish I was doing that right now, you know, or, um, or wanting to like bring that into their world. And, um, so yeah, for me, that's like really special. And, and that's what I, I really would love to inspire other women, especially. And I feel like I kind of have a call to that. And, um, yeah, it's just really awesome. And it's a blessing, blessing to be here and um, to get to experience all these wonderful facets of life. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to celebrate like the boiling pot the boulder is currently. I think we're coming off, a, or the front range even, coming off some sort of cultural illusion. And it's interesting, I was out in a reservoir today, and this is a place where water is stored. And I'll tell you, what it did is made me miss the creek. <laughs> I was just like, I want that fresh water where I don't smell dead fish and, um, and like where algal blooms could happen that might not be good for dogs or humans. And this is the issue. Like when culture or water is stored to try to like maintain the same. That's an issue. We are wild, free beings that are always in movement and change is the truth. And we are nature. And if you want to experience that nature, then get where that is on the earth. Like, for instance, the front range of Colorado, where the Rocky Mountains start here in Boulder and beyond, Boulder, Golden, Lions, Rocky Mountain National Park. This is the place where humans have thrived forever. Before there was a government, before there was a before there were fences, <laughs> before there was money. And, and this all ties to like the, the mission of tribe vitamins and breaking normal because I think there is a golden thread of truth that's beyond what people want to maintain, like we see from the Pharisees, for instance, in the Bible. And we see, for instance, Yeshua or Jesus breaking that normal. And uh, it does, it might take sacrifice and it might take being fun, comfortable, and it might be why we're here. So I think the title of this podcast will be Keep Breaking Normal with Jennifer Gibson. Um, Jennifer, do you have anything else to say before we uh, transition to the actual interview? No, I think that's it. And, you know, that was just something brewing on my heart. And, yeah, I feel like that was expressed. And, um, yeah, just thank you for having me and um, opening this space. And one thing I will say is that I think Jennifer, myself, and countless other allies in Boulder that are breaking normal, especially near the creeks and the mountaintops, are, I think, feeling a bit of a buzz of getting the event slash retreat slash tribe design lifestyle back. So if you're feeling that itch and that buzz, too, like I said, don't be a stranger. You can reach out through Instagram, through uh, my name, and or my um, email, daniel at breakingnormal.com. Um, or you can text me. I bet you could get my number if you ask the right person. It's pretty easy. Uh, do you have any, what, how, what about for you, Jennifer? If someone wants to reach out to you or team up with you or something comes up and like, I got to talk to Jennifer, what's the best way to reach out to you? 
Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Jennifer underscore come join me. Um, and then also my family and I have started the art house venue. If, um, you are looking to have an event in Arizona or, um, a wedding or anything like that, it's a, um, very free space, no restrictions out in the mountains. And, uh, yeah, I would love to, um, create ways to connect people there as well. So, um, yeah. Maybe we'll be doing a little tribe design at the art house. Is that what you called it? The art house? Yeah, the art house venue. And I just wanted to celebrate because, you know, I have, speaking of the art house, I have one of Jennifer's dad's paintings on my wall of a big, beautiful bison. And um, that you mentioned the plant, like how you feel like a plant that's thriving. That any of us that have the artistic opportunity to raise or be in stewardship of a child or a plant or a pet, which I, I'm, I so happen to get the privilege of all three um, because I sometimes pick plants and I just am about to set up a garden bed again and I have these two beautiful pit bulls and um, I also am the dad to the, the most beautiful princess on earth. And I will tell you, like when I feed them, when I feed them, the plants, pets, and my princess, spring water, real foods, sunshine, outdoor adventures, just being in the flow, in the stream of nature, instead of being addicted to a pr the current paradigm of cultural approval, which is changing all the time anyways, if it's unhealthy, and, and I want everyone to realize that they can reserve the right to change their mind and evolve and be something different than they were before. Those like, do that. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, take care of a plant or a pet or become a parent or, or, or start a business. And you'll see what it takes to make those things thrive. Business is a bit different because it's not so literal. But yeah, if you want to have the healthiest daughter or dog or dogwood tree, give it the best water, give it the best sunlight, give it the best air, give it the best ability to rest and digest and uh, keep breaking normal. So thanks for the metaphor also of you feeling like a plant because that's how I kind of look at it. It's pretty obvious. Sometimes the most obvious things are the most true, like our breath. So keep getting in touch with that. Um, and uh, thanks again, Jennifer, for you, for you doing all that. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. All right, y'all. Enjoy the interview. All righty. All righty. Hey, y'all. Oh, what's the date today? March 16th, I believe. I actually kind of know, not March, May, May 16th. I like how you, my guest was like, yep, that's right. It's March <laughs> no, 16th. I just went with it. <laughs> it's May 16th. Um, and I know that because I have it on my freezer. I, I turned my freezer into a whiteboard and I'm tracking the Tribe Vitamins Challenge that I've put out there for anyone that wants to have free Tribe Vitamins. I've thrown it out there. Well, if you can do 100 push ups, 100 pull ups, and 100 kettlebell swings, Six days a week for a month, I'll keep supplying you with free dry vitamins. And I, no one has done it. Everyone was like, a lot of people were stoked about it, but no one's done it. So I figured I'd walk the talk and I've been tracking that. And I think I'm about nine out of 10 days in. And what an amazing challenge. Um, I, I'm, I trust I'm going to get through it. I'm really going for it. 
it's not easy, but it feels really good. And there's been times that I've pulled over to the side of the road to do pull-ups that I would have never done if I wasn't tracking it. So I'm, I've heard so many um, inspirational ideas and like laws of the universe about like what you track grows or what you give attention to grows and tracking is a great way to do that. So I'm stoked about that as a little plug for, um, my, my refrigerator. I also like putting it on my refrigerator because every time I open, I, I realize how much I open the refrigerator door and that wall of truth is just staring me right in my face. And my guest here, Jennifer Gibson, has seen me be part of these journeys because I usually mix in with polar plunging. And she's uh, been putting her, not only her toes in the river lately, but really sending it. Like you're an expert polar plunger. <laughs> she's like a, like a seal out there. Um, and yeah, there's a lot to talk about with you, Jennifer, and I'm just really excited and blessed to have you on the show today. You were asking right before we began, do you, I pray, do I pray before the shows? And um, I, yeah, my, I figured I'd record it, which is a little edgy for me because my understanding of prayer is not something to be shown off, but since it's a question from you and I do believe what's most personal is most universal, my other people might have that question. And my thought on that is, yes, I usually do intentionally say a small prayer with my guest like I did I think I said I pray for the best um, but I also believe everything I'm saying I'm praying in a way so I aim to speak in prayer I think you've read Breaking Normal I think that might be one of the names of the chapters <laughs> does that yeah. resonate with you and if you would like to say a prayer I am always open um, to receive prayer to hear people pray and I'm not, I, I know you're not doing it to say, I want to pray in front of people, but I know you pray a lot. So I'd love to hear a prayer if you feel led to or whatever that brings up for you. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that because I also feel that prayer is part of our daily language and how we call, we call into our day and um, even among each other and yeah, I think a, a common prayer for me is just that um, I'm being led by the Spirit and whatever, you know, whatever is meant to be shared will be shared. And, um, you know, that it's it's for a purpose. It's to bless others. And, um, yeah, I just often whatever the Spirit wants to move through me, through us in this conversation. And I just bless this conversation. I bless you, Daniel, and just thank you for sharing your heart and your amazing gifts. And um, so it's my prayer today that that we share our gifts today in this conversation. Mm, amen to that. Amen to continuous prayer as well. I feel like amen is like a period in my prayers. Like if you looked at it grammatically, so, anywho. Yeah, and actually, amen means um, it's coming in agreement, and it also has to do with um, the blood. And um, I don't know, I've studied it out before. It's been a while, but um, yeah, it, ha it has something to do with, like, us coming together in agreement, and I think there's something powerful about that. Um, because then we're, we're sh kind of sharing in that same spirit, essentially. Well, um, I have a few quick questions right off the bat, since you've had a bit of a breaking normal experience, uh, since we've met, I mean, I would, I would like to tell people how we've met as well. That's pretty crazy. But, um, just today, like you were in the river 
and it was cold outside. Like there was a whole boulder, like water rescue team out there training and they had like full jackets, life jackets on, like wind jackets, like warm gear, standing by the river, like trying not to get cold. And in the meantime, we're in our bathing suits getting in the river and they're looking at us like we're nuts, especially with my pit bull tied to another pit bull and Jennifer's in there staying in there longer than anybody else. Well, I mean, what, I'm curious how like polar plunging, what that bring, brings up or what it brought up these first few times and like how that might expound upon what breaking normal means to you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so on my way over here, a couple days ago, this last Thursday, and I was coming out to jump in this cold water, and um, a lot of emotions were coming up for me, and I was actually like pretty much crying the whole drive there, but it was like something was opening inside of me, and I felt like, and you've been talking about the cold water and, and just how it benefits your health. And I'm like, yeah, I need to, I want to implement this experiment with this. And, um, I forgot how much I love the water. And, um, so yeah, jumping into that water, um, it felt so invigorating. I felt so alive and there is something about feeling everything in your body and that brings you to the total present. And, um, yeah, I just remember coming out of the water, just feeling like I am alive. I'm a living being and feeling just so refreshed and, and the mental clarity. And there's something about, um, pushing through difficult things and, um, discomforts. And when you can find like rest and peace in the, that place, it becomes, um, there's something transformative that happens. And so after that, um, I've just been, I, I've been taking some time away and doing some solo traveling and just a lot of self-reflection and, um, just desiring to really find out what my call is here on earth. Why am I here? what really makes my spirit and my soul come alive. And I've just been just really asking myself those, those questions. And, um, so I went home after that. And like I had said to you, I had this experience where it was like, uh, like an earthquake inside of me. And it was like my earth was breaking open I just felt intense emotions, um, were erupting from the core of my inner being. And, um, I just, I felt this intense, uh, love for my family and the people in my life that I love and I care about. And I, it was like, I could see, um, kind of throughout my whole life from the time I was a child up until now and how I've processed things and thought about things and um, just all the fears that I've carried with me for a long time and um, just some childhood uh, experiences and traumas that I've had. Um, I learned how to shut my emotions off. I learned how to tune people out and I could just, I could just do it. And it was like a protective defense mechanism. And 
So I've carried this fear for a long time of like really connecting with people, with um, really getting close to people and letting them in. And um, and so I, I could feel that it's been hindering me from reaching my purpose, reaching my call. And, um, you know, I've built up all these defense mechanisms, all these walls and it was like in that earthquake moment, um, the walls were coming down and it was like, there was nothing I could do to stop it. It was like this earthquake was erupting and I'm like, this stuff is coming down. And, um, I just, I broke down and I, I've been in tears, uh, uncontrollable tears for three days and, um, just like water pouring down my face. And, um, and it was just like, I was letting go of, um, of all of these fears and all these limitations and all these things that I've set up in order to protect myself. And, um, so yeah, I've just, uh, really started repenting before the father, um, just for all the times that I've been complacent, that I've been angry. And a lot of times I've been angry with myself and, um, you know, maybe it's been projected on other people. And, um, I just really didn't like seeing that. And it really, I didn't like seeing myself in that way. And I didn't like seeing myself afraid because I'm like, that is not who I am. And that's not what I'm here to do. So, um, it almost yeah. sounds like you didn't have a, like a near death experience, but a near life experience, like a near fully life experience that held you to this point of convi- emotional conviction. And because it is all, these are very similar things that I think happen in near death experience, especially like the flashback of your life. And then like the, maybe the message of like, what was I, what am I doing other than loving? That's yeah. what I've, I remember studying this book from, um, Dr. James Moody called Life After Life and he interviews all these people that had that like they were dead clinically and what they experienced and there was all these corroborating things um, like the light at the end of the tunnel like a buzzing like an ineffable experience like colors and sounds and like whoa there's no way I can describe this in human language um, meeting their maker their version of the maker of sorts you said father I was like who's the father I was wondering I was going to ask you who's the father and um, some, so some people would see like Jesus some people would see like Muhammad um, but they all like came back with like, they were like this, they were here, we're here to love. We're here to love and learn and learn to love and learn to love and learn to live and live to love. And, uh, it almost sounds like you ha- had this experience through your like uh, approaching like an earthquake of consciousness of approaching the water and experiencing the water and the way you were acting in the water. At first I was like, does she know what she's doing? I'm like, yeah, she knows what she's doing. Wow. But that's pretty intense. Yeah. I just, um, when I got in the water, I just felt like I wanted to fully immerse in every part of that experience. I want to fully grasp, engage, take all of it in. And, um, you know, that's what I think life really is, is that we have to like fully embrace it 
that's what really connects us when we fully embrace each other we fully embrace whatever it is that we're going through that's happening to us and um i think it's like a very common thing for human nature to want to turn and run away from anything that's like difficult that's stretching us it's challenging us it's painful and um i just kind of came to this moment of just fully embracing all of it all of me everything that's happening in the world. And, um, I feel like life is very fleeting. It it's moving very quickly and I'm coming to a place now. I've just turned 30 and I think, wow, how can I fully embrace all of what life is and you know, what I am I, what I'm here to do and jumping in the water was like a metaphor of that for me. And, um, you know, a lot of times water is symbolic of the spirit. Um, you know, like I've shared with you, I, I love to study Hebrew, I love to study the word, and um, I like taking things back to the root and try to understand things fully. Um, and water in Hebrew is symbolic of revelation. And revelation it comes, it's, it's life giving, it's constantly moving, constantly flowing. So like that river really symbolized to me, just like life flowing and moving and it's constant and it's not stopping. And, um, you know, that's how we're supposed to be. And, uh, always creating, always flowing, always in movement, always in motion. And so, um, yeah, that's something that I've desired for my life, that my life can just be a constant stream of a flow of creativity and, um, you know, just what it, what it means to be alive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely hear you speaking in prayer and I can see how that's going, that is your reality right now because of the way you're speaking about it and that, um, that is a lot what breaking normal means to me as well. Like the culture and water are supposed to be in movement. And if someone tries to keep it stagnant, that's when it gets dangerous or poisonous or toxic and, and, and culture as well. And um, yeah, we're in a huge transition time right now. It's like the floodgates have opened. Like the, you, I, I get this, the walls of Jericho kind of coming down when you were speaking of the word and this earthquake of consciousness. And I also thought of Trevor Hall, previous podcast guest, check out that interview about this. He has a song on his new album, Put Down What You're Carrying. I like that. He sings it with his wife, Emery Hall, and I think they just had a kid. Congratulations. And it like also sounds like you had like a, bolt, a boulder baptism. Have you been in this river before that? No. Oh, yeah. So you got time. the boulder baptism. <laughs> I mean, and Trevor lives here, I believe. And uh, I would say that I would say the boulder is so, because it's so educated and progressive and liberal. And um, but they, they, they're really, most people, most, I would say, like I'm, I'm guessing 90 plus percent are so proud to like wear their mask and be part of this new normal and almost like the social justice warriors are peer pressuring people to get vaccines in odd ways, like odd manipulative ways. It's almost like, it reminds me of being peer pressured to like smoke pot in middle school. It's like the way people are being peer, like, oh no, you don't need to wear your mask if you're, oh, you're fully vaccinated. And like, I didn't say anything about vaccines. What are you talking about? So it's just like constant, like all around Boulder, it's like a hot spot for this new normal that I'm breaking consistently. But at the river where I live here, I would say like the two to five percent of people that are epic, like what really Boulder's all about, um, 
and that they are not falling for this, the mask tricks of the Matrix at all. They all seem to hang out at the river. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be very interesting. That is interesting. And I know you're a part of that uh, not falling for this uh, uh, category. Like uh, you, uh, you have from the very beginning, like, I, I've been like, I almost, treat, I almost treat you as like my attorney for <laughs> the crazy culture that's going on and like asking questions about like, well, well today I was in Barnes and Nobles and someone called me Donald Trump for not wearing a mask. And I don't even know what that even really means because right. I haven't even voted since I was like 18. <laughs> for my, I did that for my parents once. And then, uh, anyways, um, so I'm, what, is, what is going on for you with this whole thing? And what do you think it means? And how, would you tie it into a revelation or the, the word? What do you mean by the word? And you know, how, how would you describe what's going on and what are you doing about it? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, just to answer your question about the word, I, I call the Bible the word. Um, and I think there is a lot of misinterpretation and there's a lot of doctrines and that man has created and religions. I don't call myself a religious person. I, I call myself more of like um, a lifelong learner, a truth seeker, and I seek to understand and I, I like to go back to the roots and origins. And um, I like to look from a distance. And I think that's why I really like uh, going up into the mountains and going up on peaks. And I, I like having a real broad view and look at everything. And um, when this whole thing first started, I immediately in my spirit, I knew there was some other diabolical um, agenda behind what was happening. And I I had no idea it would reach um, this far, but um, I believe that there is absolutely. So um, the Greek word apocalypse actually means um, unmask. And so I believe that we're in this like dual um, thing right now where there are people that are intentionally masking themselves, covering themselves up and a mask historically was used um, to identify slaves. And um, it's also um, was used to break people's will and it disconnects us. So when you're not seeing people's facial expressions, you're not seeing their beautiful face, um, you don't really know who that person is. You, you can't really connect with them. And so um, there is this divide. And um, so there are like the people that don't want to be masked, that fully want to show themselves, express themselves, connect. And then there are those that are in fear. And um, I think, I believe these people are genuinely afraid. Um, and, you know, we just, you have to educate yourself and know like we are fearfully, wonderfully made. And I was actually listening to this really interesting um, woman talking about how our cells communicate with each other. So when we are like fully aligned with who we are, with our purpose and um, just connected with life and love, um, we are, our cells are operating optimally and they're able to go in and communicate with each other and tell each other, hey, this is what we got to do. There's like an invader here and we got to go take care of this. 
And if we're in a constant state of fear and stress and anxiety, like our body is not going to work right. Like you're going to have health issues. You're going to have mental health issues. Your body is not going to be able to defend off these things. So um, I believe that we have to fully connect with, um, yeah, with our creator, with our purpose, with what makes us come alive. And that's, what's going to give us the most life. And, um, so I have decided to, I fully disconnect myself from that mentality and that fear-based, uh, belief system. And because God did not give me a spirit of fear and, um, you know, he tells us that, says that in the word that, um, you know, we're not to live in fear. We're not to live in worry, but we, we have to fully trust. We have to, um, fully engage and, um, know who we are. We are children of the most high. And that's what I, I literally like walk around saying that to myself. I'm like, I am a child of the most high. Like we all are, we all have this creative power within us. And, you know, it all just comes down to, you know, what we believe and, um, that's what can either, you know, you can live in this fearful state and not do what you're here to do, or you can decide like, I am a free sovereign being and I'm going to fully accomplish and fulfill whatever I'm here to do. And that's to love and learn and help my, you know, fellow brothers and sisters, you know, and, um, recreate this world that we really desire. Well, I'm curious about, um, for the people that are doing, are part of this, like going around and making sure people's masks are pulled above their nose enough. And they have the belief that you do that they're doing this all for the greater good. What do you have to say about that? Well, it's pretty easy. I mean, the mask, when you are breathing in your own carbon dioxide and bacteria, that's very harmful to your lungs, to your organs. Um, it, it makes absolute no sense to me. Um, there are viruses everywhere, bacteria everywhere. You're never going to escape it. The only, your best defense is building up your immune system, building your, your body already knows what to do. We don't even have to, we don't have to think about breathing. We just breathe. Um, and then we can encourage it to be more optimal, you know? Um, so our bodies need to be conditioned and put in a environment that it can work more optimally and, um, covering your face. Um, also when you don't get enough oxygen, it puts your, uh, what is it? Your parasympathetic, your nervous system in a, in a fight or flight state. And that puts stress on your body. So people, when you are wearing a mask and you are inhibiting your, your oxygen, it's automatically putting you into a fear state. So people are more prone to be in fear and, um, that's going to wreak havoc on your immune system. Have you seen our uh, mutual friend there, Ian Smith in New Jersey with all the things he's been dealing with lately? 
Apparently, yeah. he's now has a, like quite a bit of fines and all that for keeping his gym open against. I don't. I, do you? What would you say about the mandates? Like, I think a lot of people are a little confused. Like in Colorado, I remember people like, "Oh, April fourth, oh, we don't have to wear a mask anymore." And then I heard it was like, "Oh, April fourth, you don't have to wear a mask outside." <laughs> I'm like, "What? Who's wearing a mask outside?" Well, actually, a lot of people are for some reason. Um, and yeah, I'm just curious if you want to expound upon this like crazy cultural. <laughs> crisis or breakthrough that we're going through this earthquake of consciousness for our culture where some people like ian are probably doing more business than ever but also getting attacked by the government and uh and people don't even know if it's legal like they don't even know if the government what their legal government's doing is legal so i'll ask that question and plant that seed and put a pause on it for a moment so yeah people like ian smith that are battling what's happening um being shut down. And I believe that all of this is a test to see how many people are going to comply um, because this is like textbook tyranny right now, what's happening, operating. Um, we are all sovereign beings. Who says that we have to be um, ruled and dictated over and that we don't have personal choices for our health, for our life? Um, I mean, who gives donuts for getting injected with this stuff? I think there's raffles now. I heard Ohio was giving like five people a million dollars each, depending if they got like a COVID vaccine in this period. I, wow. I, I don't even know what's real anymore, but I, I do yeah. walk around and I see some people that look at me cause, like they're terrified because I don't have a mask on. And then the other day there was like these a family at the playground <laughs> And their kids, there was like seven people out there. And the mom was like, wow, look at all these people. <laughs> and like, look, their kids look like they hadn't seen people for maybe a year. I'm not sure. And then wow. she, and they, they were hanging out close to Davina. And she's like, oh, don't worry. I'm vac I'm fully vac. We're all fully vaccinated. And I started to think like, well, man, I wasn't that worried beforehand. But now I am a little more concerned. Um yeah, so I, I just want to keep, I, I, like I see you as like a beacon of someone that's, the, or the avatar or the epitome or a leader for people to realize like, oh, like Jennifer is not buying into all of this. So, um, and I, I think there's a way we can really team up for more people to realize that. But it's just so confusing when I see a tweet the other day, that if you edit some of it out, it says... Um, the choice. The rule is simple. The choice is yours. Yeah. <laughs> One of my friends, like this guy, this musician I follow, Rob Bailey, like edited Biden's post there. But I think Biden's post actually said, and it seemed like one of those blunders someone might say for an accident, like yeah, how he does on TV every once in a while. <laughs> but uh, this was actually, I guess he took the his whole team took the intention to type it out that they said the rule is simple. Um, Wear a mask, or you don't. What, 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 I, can, it I don't was like get the vaccine, or wear a mask until you get it. Yeah, something like that. And then, it's, and then he, then the choice is yours at the end. That was pretty scary. I mean, I, I thought like that that in a court of law, that could be like a judge would see that as like that's a threat. Definitely. Like if I went around and I and this person that says, like the person that I have the most conflict with, if I told them, I do this, the the rule is this, the choice is yours. I would, I would be scared. I would go to jail for threatening someone. And this is the president that tweeted this allegedly. So yeah, yeah. If you want to talk more about this, I just yeah. want to, I want to make sure people are not scared to talk about it because I feel like some people are getting peer pressure to take vaccines that they don't want to take. 
Oh, to- I hear it all the time. People are like, I have to get it if I want to keep my job, if I want to uh, travel, if I want to, you know, do anything in society. There's this contingency on getting this experimental drug. I don't even call it the V word. I call it, um, it's an injection. Um, I've heard it references uh, from, I think I have doctor, experimental gene therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. And, um, all the animal trials that they did, the tests, all the animals died. Um, and they went right to human trials and, um, this stuff isn't even approved by the FDA, but because it's a state of an emergency, um, this is being allowed and not only allowed, but like bribed for donuts yeah. or money, but the potentiality right. of getting rich or something. Exactly. And, um, it's, it's really baffling to me, um, that, that people are okay with this. I mean, if, if you just, just look back, I mean, not that long ago, they were, um, giving syphilis to, um, African-Americans and, um, you know, experimenting, I mean, all throughout history, all these, uh, these third world countries, their children have been used as experiments used, you know, with vaccines and, um, all these things. And it's just, it's absolutely not okay with me. It's not okay with me to, to experiment. I mean, this is not a, um, I mean, okay, it's, it's not going to keep you from getting it for one. And after people are getting this injection, they're told to go home and they're told to keep wearing the mask. And then other people are saying like, oh, now you can be free and you don't have to wear one. There's just so many inconsistencies. Like everywhere you turn, there's a different story, right? There's no consistent story. Like this is what it is. Um, And like you said, there's just a lot of confusion around all of it. Um, But really, ultimately, it all just comes down to like our sovereignty as human beings walking on this earth. I mean, um, you know, I can just feel the, the instability. Um, and it, it, all it's doing is just bringing lots and lots of fear. And, um, you know, if this thing truly was, um, for our health and our benefit, no one would have to be bribed to take it. No one would have to be pressured to take it. So, um, Yeah, I don't like feeling violated. I don't like feeling manipulated or coerced into doing something. And um, especially by our government, which government means um, to rule the mind. And um, I've been learning a little bit more about natural law and um, all these different ideas that are centered around bringing us to, um, you know, doing what's right and really serving and helping each other as opposed to having a dictator ruling over us and, um, you know, telling us like, this is how you need to live your life instead of choosing how to live our life, you know? 
Yes, yes. So what are you doing about it? <laughs> what 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 do you think people could do about it? Can do about it? And I wanted to, I just want to uh, also make sure because I wrote it down here. I know you're a huge advocate of the tribe vitamins, and I'm wondering about the tribe vitamins with your polar plunging and this earthquake of consciousness that you're having, and what people can do about what's going on. Yeah, totally. Um, taking these tribe vitamins has um, really uh, revolutionized my life and my health. Um, and like I've told you, like I'm, um, I've become like more active, more expressive. It's, I feel like there is some repairing going on within me. Um, there is something very powerful about this, um, natural medicine really, um, that, you know, we do these things to optimize our, our health and our vitality and yeah, jumping into this cold water, um, and becoming more consciously aware and in tune, uh, feeling everything that's going on in our bodies. Yeah. I was, uh, the, for the bison conversation and this potential resilience or stamina or power, really resilience. Um, I finally found bison's boulder herd yesterday. I was telling you this earlier, but I was watching them for a while and there was like a lot of young bison. Um, and the, I guess the parents or the elders or the tribe there, the bigger bison, they're probably like close to 2000 pounds or more. We're just roughing those little baby bison up, just like how Araya roughs up rough, rough her son, her oldest son. And it looks so different than a cow farm. It just looked like so like mystical and real, more like roots, like a, roots. And uh, I don't know, I've never seen cows act like that. And I do think I have more of a resilience, not only for cold water, but uh, less likely, like I feel more of an energy that, no, I'm not going to choose to be fenced in. No, I'm not going to walk in. Like you're not going to herd me into a, Silly line. I'm, like, these grocery store airport lines where they make people walk like rats in a maze is so ridiculous. Um, I, no, I'm not volunteering to do that and put injections in me like a cow would. I, I feel much more connected to the bison. And I do think there's something connected to me continuously breaking normal with the tribe vitamins. And I, I don't know if I'm projecting that upon you, but it sounds like you might be having your own experience of that as well. And it sounds like your uh, mom had a pretty cool experience with the tribe vitamins as well. Some, like Something similar to my mom. Yeah, it's helped her a lot. She's got a nervous um, uh, issue, and um, it's really helped her get more grounded. And uh, that's how I feel, too. Like you said, the stamina, the um, endurance, and I just I feel stronger, feel stronger and healthier, more mineralized. And, um, something I love moving my body. I was a gymnast for 10 years and always thought I would go like all the way, you know, go to the Olympics and, you know, that was gonna give me that fulfillment and achievement in life. And, um, after having multiple injuries and, um, realizing that I was using it for something other than truly being fulfilled, it was, um, trying to gain value to feel valued as a human and um, just realized that wasn't my path, but I still love and enjoy, um, yeah, just utilizing my body and uh, exerting my body and um, just really feeling, feeling all of life. And yeah, and I think something about being in barefoot 
you know, in the grass and submerging in the water and uh, just incorporating like more playfulness and just freedom. There's a lot of freedom in that. And um, like you said about being fenced in or boxed in, right? And like we want to be like separate in our homes and, you know, kind of like walled in. Um, and when we, we go out and we express and we engage with, with nature and with each other, there's just a realness and aliveness that comes through in that. And, um, I I think that's what we're all after is like what makes us feel alive, you know? Yeah. And then I also on the tribe vitamins and you being playful and doing gymnastics, what were you saying? Just so other people, like, I really got to pay attention to all the testimonies I'm getting about tribe vitamins. Cause Jesse, uh, who you met this morning, he took some this morning. He said he immediately felt like, whoa, he felt it. But you were saying about your wrist and such. Uh, tell me about that. Cause there, I know people constantly ask me, well, what do, what do the tribe vitamins do? And I'm like, for me, I, it seems like it's uh, nature's original, most potent, potent multivitamin that fulfills any nutritional gaps because it has so many bioavailable micronutrients made from God, like in the liver of the bison. It's not, it's, and then all of that is it's freeze-dried. It's not even a real, like, it's hard to call it a supplement. It's like food in a capsule, but it is so strong and potent that I think it's much easier to microdose daily on it through a capsule. But yeah, tell us about what you experienced with your wrist as well. There, were, there was a few things that you were tying to the playing that seems like maybe it was helped by the tribalisms as well. Yeah, definitely. I uh, five years ago I injured my wrist, the tendons, and um, if you've ever injured tendons, it takes a very long time to heal. And um, I I would have to I literally would do handstands like on my fists because I could not bend my wrist and, um, it was really hindering me from like exercise and just doing all the things I enjoy doing. And, um, after about a month of taking the tribe vitamins, like my wrist is almost like fully recovered. And, um, to me that was like, it it felt like a miracle because it's something I've been like praying about and battling with, like, why isn't this healing? And, um, obviously there was some missing nutrients I wasn't getting to, um, fuel my body in order to repair and recover. So that's what I feel this, um, yeah, this food does. Yeah, I'm freaking stoked on it. There's uh, recently a UFC, like a major UFC manager that hit us up about getting some, like an athlete sponsored with the Tribe Vitamins. And it's interesting because that could probably cost us money to pay for a sponsorship. But at the same time, I would really, the UFC people are epic uh, for that because anyone that works hard, I think they'll feel the anti-fatigue factor. And then the more people, the more people that are not exhausting themselves every day, I do think there's been quite a bit of miraculous testimonies around like that, what you said for yourself, what my mom said, what your mom said, and so on and so on. You can check out trivitamins.com. But I, I do have a feeling that like if a UFC fighter, like word gets around, we might. it's an interesting game I'm in because the problem is that we probably have like 2,500 bottles possibly uh, until October. So it'd be great to sell them all out. But then I'm like, the, and I'm wanting to put that problem onto the bison industry because we're only buying from the suppliers, like the less than 10% suppliers that are all grass finished. So I'm, I'm almost in a way wanting to create a bigger problem to the bison industry. I'm like, hey, why don't you stop poisoning your animals with grain at the end of their life? Um, because it's the normal thing to do or whatever other rationalization they have to do. 
And then maybe if that happens, then we can we have like twenty five thousand bottles worth. Maybe we can create a bigger problem. And it's like, why are we breeding cows? Why is there a hundred million cows to four hundred thousand bison? That's a, a situation. And I, I can have I have many guesses. Let's just go with one of the easiest ones. It's so much easier to domesticate and manipulate cows. They're much more like this like lazy meat machine. But is that really what's best for us to consume when we could be um, perpetuating bison back to like maybe the numbers before Europeans got here? And what would that do to our lands and to our bodies? And anyways, yeah, I, I'm like, I just thankful that you're receiving such powerful benefits from tribe vitamins and how in a way tribe vitamins are quite breaking normal. I think they're helping people break normal from the inside out. And that's cool. That's cool. And I think that this conversation is probably going to help a lot of people break normal from the inside out um, and the outside in, like using things such as cold water or uh, playing outside again. Yeah, and it's fun to see you play out there today with Jesse. Look like your handstands are getting, like it looks like you have no problems with your wrist to me. Um, Definitely. <laughs> is there anything you want to make sure that we talk about if we did not, if this all of a sudden comes to a conclusion? Yeah, I mean, just for people that are listening, I just want to say to you, you know, really really look at things objectively in life and really question things. And um, why are people telling you to do what they're telling you to do? Um, question their motives. Look at who they are. Look at what they're doing. Look at what their goal is. And, um, you know, you are a sovereign being, you are created from the most high and you have power within you that is, it's so explosive and incredible. There's an earthquake waiting to happen within you and embrace it and really ask yourself, what am I here to do? What is my purpose here on this earth? How can I benefit my fellow brothers and sisters to the absolute maximum most. And, um, you know, don't be afraid, fear not. And, um, you know, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is kind, like focus on those things and invite that into your life, into your being. Um, you'll have the most mental clarity when you're in that state of mind, that state of love and that, uh, and, um, yeah, just just be free. I just that is what I want my message to be on this earth is to help people to become free and to become sovereign. And um I think that is where humanity is going and if you don't go, you're going to be left behind and you're going to be in that lower matrix or you're going to elevate and you're going to go above and beyond. And I I think there are people that are being called to that and um are moving into that um like quickly. Yeah, that's great. Great. <laughs> Sovereign society. I mean, I it, it is like, it's hard to not contemplate that maybe this is all like, like everything is natural. That's also a chapter in the book of Breaking Normal. That, um, and also it always reminds me of that. Maybe not always, but a lot reminds me of that conversation in Napoleon Hill's book, Outwitting the Devil. Have you read that book or listened to that book? Yeah, that's a great audio book. But yeah, he claims like he has a conversation with the devil and he recorded it and um, that the devil is like claiming he has 98% of the human population in his, gri in his grip through hypnotic trance and what he would call it, like through drifting and using hy hypnotic trance for people to drift and usually uh, through, through fear, 
perpetuated from preachers, teachers, and parents. And uh, I would say that's a good book. It's high times to check out that book, Breaking Normal and Virus of the Mind. Have you checked that one out yet, Virus of the Mind? I have. Have you read that one? I have. That book really, I think, explains what's going on pretty well right now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, basically, viruses travel, like, ideas travel like viruses. And that we can replicate certain ideas on purpose, or we can repli replicate other ideas on accident. It, it's really a matter of just, we have to come to a place where we're really looking at things clearly and um, just removing all of the, the constraints and the filters and the... Yeah, there, there's a lot of mind control going on. And like you said, viruses of the mind and these these ideas and these belief systems get planted in us. Um, and when you're in a state of fear, that shuts you down. That shuts down that um, ability to think critically, uh, to question, because you're in so much fear. Like, oh my God, I'll just do what I'm being told to do because I'm so afraid. Um, rather than being like, wait a minute, What's happening around me? Why is all this happening? And um, yeah, just looking out through a, a clear a clear lens and um, taking some time to breathe. And um, that, that has been a major stepping stone for me, that breathing work that you shared. And I've been sharing it with other people. And I feel this incredible supercharge and this mental clarity. Um, and I even feel like I attract people to me um, in this like really uh, miraculous way as if like they are responding to my elevated frequency. Well, check out this synchronicity for the sake of that. This is more, and what, you're, what she's talking about is I do have like this free breathwork video. I think it's on breakingnormal.com, the, the YO university section, and it's called breathwork. And um, yeah, I, I've probably done that breathwork about uh, 600 out of the last 650 days. I mean, I said that maybe 50 days ago, so maybe it's like 650 out of the last 700 days now. Um, yeah, super powerful. I totally agree with what you're saying there. Um, don't doubt it, no doubt. And uh, well, maybe a little doubt. I think doubt's the other side of the coin of faith. But um, the synchronicity is that this morning I invited, did you, were you part of that text thread where I invited Chef Lance? Yeah. And then he sent me a picture from the beach. Did you see that? No. Okay, it might have been a different thread. Yeah, I invited Chef Lance to come with us today, but he was actually at the beach where I've done more breath work than ever. And he sent a picture of that place. I'm like, that's interesting. That's where I've done more breath work than ever. And he was like, yeah, thanks for doing that. Like he was saying like that he can, he was almost alluding that he was thanking me for breathing in that area so much. And I totally agree. Like here's a potential solution for people. Um, maybe take the diaper off your face so you can connect with what created your breath and put that over that propaganda machine known as the tell lies to your vision, <laughs> block that out and start and unblock your breath and do breath work every day. And I bet that would shift a lot of people. I think that's a, a potential solution to consider, a potential like a fixer upper for the potential time being. All right, and in that case, we're, I'm gonna attend, now daddy duty is going to go to the next level. And uh, yeah, thank, Jennifer, thank you so much for breaking normal. Thank you. Thank you for um, being just such a catalyst for that for so many people and uh, including myself, of course. It's been um, 
Yeah, it's been breaking normal. So thank you. <laughs> All right. To be continued, get your tribe vitamins. Do it. Time is now. Owen, tell me if you're going to do the challenge. Who's going to do that challenge? I'm doing it because I want to see you do it. <laughs>